Chances are you know someone in your life who seems to be good at everything. They can pick up pretty much anything and learn it immediately. You come back the next month and you're pretty much just blown away by how good they've gotten at it. Whether that's someone you got into a video game and all of a sudden they're just better than you are, or that friend who's able to pick up pretty much any class without spending that much time on it. They're able to pick up more skills quicker than should be humanly possible. Now, is it because they are superhuman, big brain, human machines that can just do whatever they want? No, that's probably not the case. So what's the secret? As you can probably tell by the title, they have learned how to learn. They have learned how to be proficient at learning. So no matter what skill they're learning, they're picking it up more efficiently and faster than others. So back to the secret, what are they doing that other people are not? Let me cover a few things that I believe are the biggest mistakes that pretty much everyone makes about how they think about learning, and then I'll tell you what the ways to overcome them are. So the first biggest mistake I see is the misconception that the amount of hours you put into something is how good you will be at it. To me, it's kind of a conflation of practice makes perfect. So here's what usually happens. Someone wants to get good at something and they start throwing a lot of hours into it. They get pretty good, but after a while you start to plateau. Your skill kind of reaches its peak and you have no clue what to do next because all you're doing is throwing time at it. So the way to move past this is to be very attentive to everything you're doing. When you are learning something, you have to be very attentive, attentive, attentive to all the mistakes you make, all of your habits, all the things you need to improve on, and all the areas where you can do better. And most importantly, you have to go out of your way to break bad habits and form new ones to improve. I'm basically saying that learning is an active process and not a passive one. You know, to me, it's almost like uh, learning has swapped out practice in a sense. So we keep saying practice makes perfect and that makes people believe that the learning process or that practice is the learning process. When in reality, practice is something you do much later on when you've learned a bunch of skills and you're honing them. It's kind of a fine tuning, but learning is picking up multiple different things, picking up on a large number of skills. So let me bring this back to entrepreneurship. A little bit later on, I'll bring all of this in and talk about how it's applicable to entrepreneurship. But for now, let's talk about how focusing on your mistakes, learning to be active in your learning, learning to be active in your learning, learning to be active. Uh, <laughs> you know, it kind of sounds stupid when I hear myself say it, but it's true. You need to be active. So how is this applicable? So, for example, think about pitching. You are practicing speaking, public speaking, and you have a bad habit of, for example, I heard that someone will clap at themselves, like just give a nice, every time they kind of finish a sentence while they're pitching, or someone will speak very, very quickly without realizing it. That's, that's something I'm very guilty of, by the way. And that's something I've had to get over, not only for my pitches, but also for this podcast. So if you think I'm speaking quickly already, you should see, you should have seen me before I got to this pace. Anyway, if you are not focused on your bad habits, if you do not realize you're doing this, you're just going to continue to do that. So if you're not paying attention, all the practice you throw at that, at pitching, will basically reinforce a bunch of bad habits that you don't want to have, or at the very least, you're not going to be getting very much better at it until someone comes along and says, your pitch is ridiculous, you look ridiculous, and it's going to be kind of embarrassing. And that's fine. You know, feedback is always great. But you, you can basically avoid this process early by focusing on your weak points and making sure 
that you fix them. For pitching, a great tip is to record yourself pitching a little bit, hopefully with some video, and look at yourself, and you'll pretty easily recognize your weak points and what you should be working on. Another subject that you can kind of apply this to is your product design. What if you are consistently more concerned with what you can do rather than what you should be doing to solve the problem you've set out for? You see this a lot in entrepreneurship where people fall in love with solutions rather than the problem. And you do not want to fall down that rabbit hole of continually thinking about the product more than you're thinking about the problem. And trust me, you do not want to be the person with an amazing product with no problem to solve. We call these businesses uh, solutions searching for problems, which is really bad. You don't want to fall into this category. So be very aware of this. Now, you can avoid this by being very active about how you think about your product design. Continually say, remind yourself that you're solving a problem. What would my user like? You know, don't get all up in the clouds about what you can do or what you personally would use or what would be really cool. You need to actively think about what your user wants, what the market validation says. You know, small steps like this can really turn you into a very good product designer. You can get very good with your creative thinking process. If you don't often fall into these pit traps, if you kind of train yourself to be very skilled at it. And you know, being a product designer is very important, especially for entrepreneurs, because usually we'll be doing our own product design. So it's a good skill to learn. Now, let me jump into the second biggest mistake out there. To me, that mistake is the idea that you should learn the same way someone else learned, the, the way that you saw someone else learn. You see this a lot through the internet or through a friend. It's like, oh, they learned this way, so I'll, so I'll do the same thing. And while this might work sometimes, and you should definitely probably try to use a tried and true process for learning a skill, no matter what it might be, you definitely need to be sure that it's something that will work for you specifically. So what probably or most usually I see happens is you're watching someone on the internet or you have a friend that's really skilled in this one thing and you say, oh, that's so cool. How'd you learn that? They tell you or whatever. And then you go and set out to do the same exact thing. And what sometimes happens is you do that and you are not able to pick up a single thing. You're not learning at all. It's way too hard. It doesn't make sense. And you get discouraged really quickly. That or you are able to pick up some things, but maybe it's not the ideal process for you anyway. Maybe it's a little bit more hard than it has to be. So I recommend figuring out how you learn best and creating a small, like basically a program to help you with that. Let me go through some personal experiences I've had with this. So let me start off with the fact that I basically have the attention span of a net. I cannot pay attention to anything for more than about five minutes. Now, regardless of that, I'm basically able to down multiple books a month. I'm able to pick up piano, different languages, entrepreneurship, and my classes pretty easily and with a lot of success, I'd say. But how can I do that if I'm never able to sit down for more than five minutes to focus on one thing? Well, the way I've done it is I've created an environment where I am allowed to make the split second choice to do something that will further benefit me. So if you ever enter my dorm room, you'll see that I have a piano right next to my computer set. You'll see that my books are right underneath that piano. You'll see that I'll always have tabs open for learning Spanish, whether that's video guides or online practices or something. And what that allows me to do is every five minutes when my focus basically changes, I'm able to pick up something that will make me a little bit more productive, continue learning something. 
And you know, there's a really great TEDx talk, uh, how to achieve your most ambitious goals that I really like. And it kind of embodies with the long-term effects of what a uh, learning style or what this can mean for anyone who picks it up. I thought it was really interesting. I actually saw this YouTube video a little bit after I put my piano right next to my desk when I started learning piano, like I'm probably around three months ago at this point or four, four months. Maybe I'll play some for you guys to show you how far I've come. But I thought it was really interesting and definitely worth looking at. If you're someone like me who doesn't really have a long attention span, you should definitely go check that out. Now, on the topic of knowing yourself and knowing how you learn, I have a really exciting kind of announcement to make that I'd love to share with you guys. So I was at the EdTech Showcase last probably like a month ago at this point. I've been really slow about getting back to this. Um, and I was talking to... Nancy Weinstein, Weinstein, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. I didn't ask. Of the founder and CEO of Mindprint Learning. So Mindprint is basically an online program that helps students figure out what their best learning styles are. So what it looks like is you take a one-hour test that basically tests you on a bunch of different areas that you really don't know exist until you take the test. So it tests you on your visual motor speed, processing speed, attention span, working memory, flexible thinking, verbal reasoning, abstract reasoning, uh, spatial perception, memory, ver verbal memory, and visual memory, and a bunch of other stuff. And I know this because I took the test. So the really exciting thing for you guys is this is usually like a $200 test, but Nancy has given us an amazing setup where any Towson student can use their Towson email and the promo code that I will like give to anyone interested, and you can take the test for 85% off. That brings it down to $30. And I believe she mentioned later down the line, they might bring the test, the overall price of the test down, and that might come down to $20 for students if we're with our promo code, but I am making no promises there. So the reason I mentioned that is because like I said, I paid my $30, I took the test, and it gave me a lot of really interesting results. And it affirmed a lot of the stuff that I was talking about earlier in the video, and stuff that I had been thinking about for myself for a long time. So the test really addressed a lot of the things that I wanted to know about when it came to my learning process. Because like I mentioned before, I'm learning piano, different languages, and a bunch of other things. And I wanted to know the best way to pick them all up where I would actually retain all the information and kind of what things would help me learn best. Because like piano and language, they're completely different skill sets. One's a little bit more hands-on and language is a little bit more abstract. And I want to know how I can pick up language as quickly as I picked up piano because I actually picked up piano really well. And something I found out through the test is that I actually have a lot of strengths in visual memory, spatial reasoning, flexible thinking, and motor speed. Anything hands-on and something I lack is memory. Something I really lack is like attention span and that showed in the test results. So what does that mean for me moving forward? It means that while I might be able to pick up like piano quite easily, something like language, I might have to shift my focus. I might need to do less online word practices, maybe less speaking, and do more writing down answers on chalkboards, or for me, it's always whiteboards, or something like that. But also, if I hadn't addressed my own memory issues early on and setting up the environment that I work in, I might still be encountering this, those issues and not studying or working or learning in the best way possible. So if anyone finds themselves often having trouble with learning new skills, I highly encourage you to take this test and you know, just come speak to me about it. It's, I think it's really helpful. I, I thought it was worth my $30. The like kind of results screen goes really in depth 
on what your strengths and weaknesses are. And plus, it gives you like a bunch of programs and a bunch of suggestions on how to work on your strengths, work on your weaknesses, or play to your strengths and work on your weaknesses and all that. It gives you like a whole program. So I definitely think it's worth your time. But anyway, those are the kind of two big mistakes I see with people trying to learn things and how I have personally overcame them and some resources for you guys. And I definitely want to mention two YouTube videos I would want anyone who stayed to the end of the podcast to check out. One is a TED Talk and the other is a Polymatter video, both not necessarily about how to learn, but about the learning process as a whole and what that kind of looks like. I think they do a great job of talking about them, and I would highly recommend that you guys check these videos out. I'll hopefully put them in the description of the podcast. So I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.